Nurses, do you have an inner critic that holds you back and stifles your personal and professional growth? Are there people in your life who diminish your self-confidence? Let's talk about firing your inner and outer critics right here on episode 130 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello, everyone. What's up? And welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being part of the Nurse Keith Nation, whether you are listening for the first time or you've been tuning in for months or years. You are all equally appreciated for being here with me right now. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of Podcasters, along with RNFM Radio, Elizabeth Scala's Your Next Shift, the Gluten-Free RN with Nadine Grzykowiak, and the Introvert Biz Growth Podcast with Sarah Santacroce. Please find the Pulse Media Network at pulsemedianetwork.com. I want to remind you that you can help other people find this show by leaving a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, which we sometimes refer to as iTunes. I feel so confused about that change. Can you please do that for me? Head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen and get your podcasts from and leave me a rating and review. I would super much appreciate that. (laughs) Super much. I love that. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, please follow along over at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 130. Anyway, I'm thrilled you're here. So let's dig deep into today's topic. Let's hop on over to the studio. My friends, there's a saying out there. It's an old one that everyone's a critic and you know, That probably couldn't be more true of nurses. We criticize ourselves. We criticize other nurses, which we have to say comes in the form of bullying and harassment and intimidation often. And we also criticize doctors, patients and their families, our employers, the people we work for, and, you know, the healthcare system at large. It's a mess out there, especially here in the United States. I don't know about other countries so much in terms of how the healthcare system's going, but there's plenty to criticize. However, don't get me started. Let's get, <laughs> I digress. But you know, we do mostly criticize ourselves, whether outwardly or inwardly. And that gets really old, doesn't it? You know, those voices in our heads that hold us back and keep us down, we need to reject those because they really don't serve us in any way. So I want to talk about that here on this episode because it's on my mind right now. I speak with nurses from all over the country and I hear from nurses from all over the world, really. And I often hear tales of nurses' lack of self-esteem their lack of self-confidence, and a sense of not really having the power of personal agency. And I've talked about agency and written about it before, and I think it is such an important aspect that we need to bring forward in our lives and our careers to really be able to do what we really are here to do. Some of the questions and statements that I hear coming from the mouths of nurses make me feel sometimes really sad. And these statements come from them 
for many different reasons. They're born in their brains and their minds and hearts for many different reasons, and we'll get to that shortly. So things I hear are statements like, I don't really deserve a raise, or I'm, I'm just not good enough to consider applying for that promotion. Then questions like, can I really do this job? Am I just an imposter? Oh, so many other nurses are so much better than me, smarter than me, faster than me, quicker than me. I hear things like, I really don't have that much experience, or I don't really know that much. I'm just a nurse. Or here's some more. The doctors won't listen to me because I'm just a nurse. Or I'm not smart enough. I can't get a master's degree or a PhD. I would never make it. I can't teach other nurses because I don't know enough. I don't believe in myself enough to teach other nurses. I can't start a business. I'm just a nurse. Or maybe I'm not creative enough to write a book or write articles or start a blog. I have no creativity. I can't even get on social media because I don't believe I have anything worthy to say. So I hear these things a lot. I hear, I can't, I'm not, I'm not worthy. And these words are used so often by nurses. It's just incredible. We have collective and individual low self-esteem, and it bleeds out when we're faced with, let's say, asking for a raise, applying for a promotion, negotiating a salary for a job that we've just been offered, dealing with doctors and giving them our opinions and letting them know that we think they're not doing the right thing, we can dump all over ourselves at almost every opportunity. And folks, I've done it. I still do it. And when we have these moments or days or years or decades of low self-esteem, it doesn't do anything for our career to be able to move forward. Very recently on episode 257 of RNFM Radio, and I have that linked in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 130, we talked about how diminishing yourself by saying you're just a nurse can really be damaging to you on many, many levels. It's a great episode. I highly recommend listening to it. Sean and Ashley and I really dig into that topic. And back on episode 54 of this show, I talked about something I call self-limiting nurse syndrome. And I go through all the symptoms and the things you can do to untie and unpack self-limiting nurse syndrome and bring yourself back to the land of the living. When these types of things rear their ugly heads, it can not be pretty. So we need to be able to pull ourselves up and out of the muck and mire of that lack of self-esteem. Lots of negativity can come from other people. Yes, we can definitely absorb stuff from others. You know, we all have an inner critic to one extent or another, and it can be our own worst enemy nurses. And have you ever heard of the notion of the invisible audience? The invisible audience is often very active when we're teenagers, when our that self conscious period of life that where we feel like we're being watched at every moment and everything we do is being measured by some people out there, some disembodied audience who are judging us and telling us negative things. That invisible audience can come back anytime during our careers and our lives. And I've experienced it myself in my adulthood. So that invisible audience is something you may or may not connect with the idea of, but it's there. 
And it's not like there are actually people out there who are telling you all these things in the moment. They actually sometimes are voices we've heard in the past from our parents, our grandparents, our aunts and uncles, kids in school, teachers. There's so many things that we hear that cause us to not believe in ourselves. So that inner audience can often be tapes that are running that come from maybe even as early as infancy or early childhood or elementary school. There are plenty of things we can be told that stick with us. Some of them are actually can be very positive and some of them can be quite negative as well. And I remember back in the senior year of high school, I had an English teacher named Mr. Dingle. And you can imagine the uh, nicknames we called him behind his back. But Mr. Dingle, it was the, I guess it was the last month of school, maybe even the last week of school before high school graduation. And he was going through the class one by one, predicting what we would all do. So some of the students he was predicting they'd be senators or presidents of companies or whatever. He he had his predictions. Some of them were funny. Some of them seemed sincere. And when he came to me, he said, Carlson, mm, Carlson, he's going to be an insurance salesman. And everyone laughed. And I didn't laugh. I actually looked down at the desk and was steaming. There was probably smoke coming out of my ears. And I was also probably feeling really bad. And you can notice I am 53 years old and I still remember what this jerk English teacher said to me when I was not even 18 years old. And it stuck with me all these years. So that is an inner voice. That's part of the invisible audience. And I have fought against that invisible audience, honestly. And I'll tell you, and I've probably said it on the show here before, that I dropped out of art school in the early days of my college career at around 20. And I didn't go back to school and get my associate's degree in nursing till I was just about 32 years old. So a lot of voices kept me from really pursuing my dreams and figuring out what I wanted to do until I had gotten through my very difficult 20s. So you may have a similar story. And those voices can just pick you apart. They can peck you to death. So find ways to get rid of them. And we will talk about that shortly. We nurses, we have this proclivity to limit ourselves and to impose limits on each other. So just like Mr. Dingle, the English teacher, imposed a limit on me that has stuck with me for decades, you will hear from other nurses things like, you can't go back to school for your BSN. You've got kids and you, uh, you're you not going to have time for them and you're not going to have time to study because you work so hard. Or people might say, what makes you think you can get that job you want? You can't get that promotion. And Back on Digital Doorway a while ago, I wrote an article about crabs boiling in a pot and how nurses can be like those crabs, how they pull on each other and try to pull each other down and keep each other from moving forward. And as the crab gets to the top of the pot to escape from the boiling water, the other crabs pull it down. And nurses can be like that. They can be pretty bitchy. And really, because of their lack of self-esteem and lack of agency, they don't want to see someone else in their midst going forward and doing something amazing. So don't let those crabby nurses pull you down and keep you from escaping from wherever it is you feel stuck. Just because they feel stuck too doesn't mean you have to stay with them. You can just 
raise yourself up and fly out of there and move on to the next aspect, the next chapter of your life and your career. And these inner critics, I mean, all of this, the invisible audience, the inner critic, it's not limited to new nurses, though new nurses often experience that and they experience something called imposter syndrome, like, oh my God, I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm not a real nurse. I don't know anything. It can happen to nurses who've been in it for 30 years. All of a sudden you're feeling like you don't know anything. You can't do anything anymore. The technology is too complicated. You can't catch up anymore. That can limit you as well. So my friends, we all have our inner Mr. Dingles, our inner critics, those audiences and voices, and we need to fight back against them. Those bitchy nurses on the unit who don't want to see you succeed, you need to show them a thing or two about success. And that doctor you're afraid to talk to, you need to screw up your courage and confidently tell him what you think about the patient care plan. If you disagree with him or her, tell that doctor that, mm, I have an opinion, I'm a professional, and we need to do something different. And that voice in your head, those voices, your inner Mr. Dingle, you need to talk back to those voices with confidence to say, you know what? You don't own me. You're not real. And I can do whatever I want. So just shut the heck up. Folks, there are other critics out there. It could be your kids. Your kids might tell you, mom, you can't go to school. You're, you're, you're not smart enough. Or I, I actually know someone who, whose kids have said things like that to them. Or your spouse, your spouse might hold you back. Your parents, your siblings, family members, your neighbors, people whose opinions shouldn't even matter to you at all when you're making a choice. But we let them get under our skin and mess with us. And we have to not do that. And one of those things that you can do to get rid of that is don't hang around with people who tear you down and bring you down. If you tend to go out with the nurses from work for drinks on Thursday night after a long shift, and you realize that it's just basically a bitch and moan session, and it's filled with negativity and people just want to have a beer and just rail about everything that isn't working in their lives and isn't working at work and things that aren't coming together and how they're unhappy, maybe you need to not hang out with those people anymore. Maybe you need to engage with a career coach like me or a life coach and get that self-esteem and self-confidence boosted back up it again. Get yourself moving in the right direction. You know, I've mentioned this before and I'll mention it again and again that psychotherapy or mental health counseling can be really helpful, especially if you want to unpack that deep, deep stuff from childhood. I'll admit I'm in therapy now. I've been in therapy off and on since I was about 22. And my current therapist really helps me look at those things that are getting in my way. We look at them, we put them in the room in front of us, and we pick them apart. And he helps me to learn things about myself and unblock the stuff that's standing in my way. It's super helpful. And I'm not ashamed to say I'm in mental health counseling. And God, <laughs> it is money well spent, let me tell you, folks. So, whether it's a coach, a life coach, a psychotherapist, a mental health counselor, a faith leader, anyone who can help you unpack that stuff and move the energy in your life so that you can see clearly and not see based on that negative stuff that's rattling around in your head, that can help you succeed. And like I said, I want to say this one more time. You need to remove people from your life who have a negative influence on your self-worth. 
So those drinks with the nurses on Thursday night may not be worth it, even though you get to you know, rag on the nurse manager and the the executives who are running the hospital, it may not be feeding you. You need to hang out with people who are encouraging, who are supportive, who are going to give you positive affirmations of who you are. So I want you to do this homework. I want you to make a list of the people in your life who you feel are not necessarily influencing you in a positive direction. Make a list of those people. It doesn't have to be colleagues. It can be family members. It can be friends, neighbors, people you hang out with at the gym. It doesn't really matter. Make a list and figure out who you need to actually remove from your life or distance yourself from, keep at an arm's length, and make a decision about how you're going to go about that. And you may need some help managing those relationships because that can be really hard. So a little counseling might go a long way in this regard. I also want you to do the homework of making a list of the people who really do lift you up, the people who make you feel good about yourself, the friend who lives across the country who you haven't seen much, but you chat on Facebook and you talk on the phone once in a while. Does that friend really make you glow when you get off the phone with him or her? You just feel like, wow, there's someone out there who really gets me. I really feel seen by this person. Spend time with people who make you feel seen for who you really are and who you can be. Those people are the ones who can fill that, when you get rid of that inner invisible audience, that negative audience, create a positive audience, create a pack of cheerleaders in your mind who are going to cheer you on and tell you good things about yourself. Like you can do it. You're smart enough. You're good enough. You can get that BSN. You can go for that master's degree. You deserve a raise. You can negotiate that higher salary. Those are the people who you need, my friends. Hey folks, we're going to take a pause for the cause just to talk a little bit about the National Nurses and Business Association Annual Conference, which was rescheduled due to Hurricane Irma and is now going to be held November 17th to 19th in St. Pete's Beach, Florida, right near Tampa. Now, the National Nurses and Business Association has been around for a long time. It's my favorite conference of the year, and you can come there and rub shoulders with some of the most famous and savvy nurse entrepreneurs on the planet, including Kevin Ross, Sean Dent, Renee Thompson, Donna Cardillo, Louise Jakubik, and so many others. Michelle Podlesny is the amazing president of NNBA, and she will be your guide through the entire weekend experience. That's in St. Pete's Beach, Florida, November 17th to 19th, 2017. I'll be there with my RNFM radio pals. We're going to be having a lot of fun. It's a relatively small and intimate conference, so you can really dig deep and talk to people and get to know the speakers and really have a grand old time. We always have fun at the NNBA, and we'd love for you to join us. So check us out. Head over to the show notes at nursekeith.com, and you can click on the link, check out the conference, and consider joining us in St. Pete's Beach. Hope to see you there. I also want you to engage activities that lift your self-esteem. That could be learning a new skill. It could be a computer skill. It could be weaving or knitting. It doesn't really matter. Learning something new 
and mastering it to some extent can make you feel really good. You're 50 years old. You've always wanted to play the piano, take lessons. And when you can successfully play Mary Had a Little Lamb with full chords in both hands, you can feel really good about yourself. And that could really actually embolden other aspects of your life. If you go to a climbing gym, like my brother and my niece go to climbing gyms all the time. If you go to a climbing gym and learn to do the the little climbing area, and then you work your way up to the bigger wall, that could be a metaphor for your career and your life. There could be some goal you're reaching for and pushing yourself physically could actually make you feel better about yourself and all aspects of your life as you master the use of your body in space. That could really be an amazing metaphor for the way you're climbing forward and climbing up in your career. Friends, one other thing you can do is make a list of all the things that you do well as a nurse. You might not be good at reading EKGs like me. (laughs) I can't read EKGs for my life, but you probably have amazing lists of things that you know how to do from taking a blood pressure to doing positive psychology interviews and motivational interviewing with patients who are having mental health problems. Think of it as a personal success inventory, a brag list. I want you to make that list. And if you want to brag to me, just email me at keith at nursekeith.com. Send me a list of 10 things you're really, really good at. I want to know what those things are and send me a couple things you're planning to do that are going to lift your self-esteem because you can prove to yourself that you can do them. Friends, there are so many things you can do to lift your self-esteem, including sitting with a friend or a trusted colleague, a nursing colleague or healthcare professional who you trust, and ask them for positive feedback about your strengths as a nurse, as a clinician, as a researcher, whatever it is you happen to do as a nurse. Ask people for feedback. You can be very clear with what you want. You can say, I'm not looking for negative feedback. I'm looking for you to tell me six or eight or 10 things that you see I'm really good at. And hearing it from someone else, unprompted, you're not going to tell them what to say, just tell them what you want to hear and that you're looking for that positive feedback to really help you feel good about yourself. That trusted friend can feed back things to you that really make you think twice and look at yourself in a different way. Your success is rooted in your ability to really believe in yourself, to propel your career forward, to propel your personal life forward with positivity and confidence and with renewed self-esteem. You know, my friends, you've worked really hard to become a nurse. It's been in many cases, a slog. You went to school while raising a baby, you were a single mother, or you had a disabled spouse, so you were caring for an aging parent all while going to nursing school. Someone close to you died during nursing school. You had so many challenges. Maybe you were sick, maybe you're disabled yourself. You've worked really hard to become a nurse and you can't let these inner critics and the outer critics get you down, and hold you back. You need to kick them out of your head, replace them with positive messages, and surround yourself with people who are going to corroborate those messages. 
Now, don't get me wrong. It's fine to ask someone for feedback for you to be better. Sure, if you didn't handle a code right and you really want feedback from your manager about how you could have handled it better, fine. That's great. But what I'm talking about here is getting feedback on the things you do well so that you can cement in your mind this image of yourself as being successful, as being good enough, and as being deserving. It's a very important thing for your self-esteem, for your self-confidence, and your sense of personal agency. And I really want you to be able to build yourself up in that regard. So folks, remember over at the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 30, I have a link to that RNFM radio episode 257 that I recommend you listen to about being just a nurse. There's also a link to the blog post, Self-Limiting Nurse Syndrome over on Digital Doorway. And there's also a link to my blog post about crabs boiling in a pot and how nurses can be like that bunch of crabs stepping all over each other and tearing each other apart so that no one rises out of the muck and mire. I think that's an important article to read as well. There's also a bulleted list of the things I recommend for you to do in terms of boosting your self-esteem. I really, truly do want you to write me at keith at nursekeith.com. Send me a list of, let's say, 10 things you're really good at. And anything else you want to tell me, just use it as a little confessional and I will write back and I will give you a little boost and help you move forward. And I think there's so much for you to do like that Dr. Seuss book for older people that says, oh, the places you'll go, there's many places for you to go. And if there are voices, if there are feelings, if there's stuff in there that is holding you back, and there are people in your lives who are holding you back, that could be changed. And you can get rid of that, leverage it with positivity and creativity and confidence, and then move forward in the direction you really want to go. So friends, there you have it. I really needed to talk about this, obviously, because it's been on my mind. I'm hearing lots of negativity from nurses out there who are just beaten down by other people and by what's going on in their head. And my job, my mission is to lift you up and empower you. And I hope this episode did that. And I want you to take some inspired action every day in the interest of your professional satisfaction and development and your personal wellness, and happiness. And did you know that you could become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show? That's right. Listener Wendy Davidson just became a patron, and I'm so grateful to her for realizing the value she gets from the Nurse Keith Show. And that is just awesome. Wendy, thank you so much. I appreciate your support. And remember, when you pledge, you can get some pretty cool premiums and gifts based on how much you're pledging each month. So just head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash nurse Keith to make a monthly pledge and show your support for the Nurse Keith Show and really Put your money where your mouth is and value this show and help me grow the show and reach more people. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell and his wonderful team at thepodcastinggroup.com. Thank you to Tim and everyone over at The Podcasting Group for helping me make this show what it is and sound so awesome. Social media and promotion are wonderfully handled by Mark Cappy Spiesen. Hats off to Mark, too. 
Mark and Tim have actually both had new babies with their wives over the last year or so. Mark's baby, I think, is coming up on a year old, and Tim's baby is just a few weeks old. And it's great. <laughs> Babies being born in the Nurse Keith Nation, and I am so happy. Please consider signing up for my fun and awesome newsletter over at nursekeith.com. It's never very long. You can read it in just two or three minutes. And you can leave me a voicemail at nursekeith.com by clicking on the banner on the far left, or you can fill out the contact sheet on the contact page and send me a message. And remember, my new book is out. It's called Aspire to be Inspired, and it's chock full of inspiration for the nurse's heart and mind. Find it over on Amazon. It is Aspire to be Aspired by Keith Carlson, creating a nursing career that matters. So folks, stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career today and tomorrow and the next day, and tune in again as we explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying, more fun, more enlivening and positive than you ever imagined. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch, and adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. See you soon.